There's a new show on Apple TV. It's called The After Party, and it's about a high school reunion that then turns into a whodunit murder mystery. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I watched the first three episodes. I even made you watch the first three episodes, even though you I were doing the research yeah, for the show. It. it just stars so many underrated comedians. It's got this genre melding thing, kind of like Search Party or Only Murders in the Building. So many shows to compare it to, even movies, really. The Catch Me If You Can intro. Yeah, um, yeah it just feels like one long movie if you're watching it back to back to back. Well, I'm, I'm happy that Apple released it this way. Uh, tell me something about yeah, it. Yeah, well, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, do you do you recognize those names at all? Christopher Miller, I thought I did, but I saw that he was they, like the creator. They always go two and two. What They've done like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the Jump Street films. Uh, they've, they've worked on a ton of different stuff. And Wait, Phil Lord, Christopher Miller wrote Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller directed it and wrote it, yeah. So that weaving of like narratives of different, they're used to the kind of complicated storylines. Yeah, in fact, Phil Lord, and when, simplifying when they were working on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, was going to release this as a movie uh, called, I think, Reunion, but after a certain while, the like script was put away until like a decade later they came back to it and they were like you know what we want to actually like flesh out the characters and just give every single episode to one of them because we think that if we can get the right comedians and talent into it it could work and my bias is clear on this one because i see even the flaws as perfection like you can tell me bad things about this show and i will find a reason why it's just funny to me <laughs> like obviously the police officers suck at their jobs they erase the footage that would like show you who the murderer is within the third episode they aren't going by command like what they're being told to like there's this new guy named Jermaine who's supposed to be running the investigation yeah, it's not even so, so it clearly isn't like a logical progression of events like how they would actually happen in real life but that's what makes it so funny and then with the genre meld of every episode following like a different format the first one being a rom-com the second one being a action movie the third one being this musical that was like a Hamilton <laughs> slash John LaHoji ripoff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that the first one's more coming of age, though, I'd say. like it, it Coming just, of age? He even said it was a romance. It reminded me of a film called 96, where two people attended a high school reunion. Yeah, and this then, is 2006, so that's like 10 years later. Right, yeah, and they like went to different places that they used to live in. Were like, these two about, people together? Well, they it seemed like it was a will-they-won't-they they type thing, kind of like this was. So this is a, so it was a romance as well? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, basically it was a romance. I get the genre-melding aspect. There's also comedy and also other stuff in there. But a great thing about when they did switch genres on you was that they usually added music that was typical to that genre or with the action scenes, yeah, they the, acted the background. Uh, but the action movie, like, it was just a blue filter the whole time. That's the second episode. And it seems like Ike Barinholtz, he'll, he'll make fun of Vin Toretto whenever he has the chance to. He did it in Blockers when he was talking about family. Here he did the same exact thing. Yeah, we haven't talked too much about the cast yet. We should probably name who people are. All these people are supposed to be suspects for the murder of dave franco who plays xavier the rock star yeah and they're all supposed to be the same age all supposed to have graduated in 2006 and all of them seem just a little old to be playing 2006 <laughs> graduates that would make them what 33 yeah around there but i think the thing is is that another thing we have to point out is every episode all of the characters act differently because you're getting it from one person's perspective yes. so it's like well maybe we get their mind story or whatever yeah well maybe xavier is like a nice person in one perspective he's a complete dick in another person's I, i've never seen him as a good person He's come, he's come off as a douche in every single plot so far. You say that, and I'm trying to think of a time when Dave Franco actually did play a protagonist. And I can't oh, no, in, in like everything, he's been in, uh, in the movies, he usually plays a protagonist. In Easy, he played a protagonist. 
But in shows like Other Space and movies like 21 Jump Street, yeah, he plays kind of the douchebag. In other reviews, people were saying they were happy that he was the one that was killed because of how like unlikable he seemed in some stories. I'm waiting for his storyline. I'm sure he's going to get one. Oh, yeah, no. Kind of like Tim Kono for only murders in the building. Yeah, and he thought, Dave Franco thought that when he got the role that it was just going to be like a small cameo type thing. and then he So did like, I. I didn't read the cast as it was floating by besides maybe Sam Richardson. Mm-hmm. I, I saw his name come up second, and I was like, oh, my God. Finally, he's gotten the opportunity he deserves. <laughs> yeah, he, Dave Franco was a complete surprise. I saw him and I was like, oh my God, that's Dave Franco. But again, it makes sense with like the Jump Street films and the creators working on those. Yeah, and then I saw Channing Tatum and then I saw Will Forte and then I was just like amazed by the amount of guest stars they got for this and very pleased with Apple. Because I remember when they were first coming up with like the before Ted Lasso, before all their big ones, I just knew by the amounts of contracts they were putting out there, like millions of dollars to try to bring in people who are usually movie stars to play in these roles. And instead of doing that for this, because you do have like, again, Shani Tatum showing up, but these aren't movie movie stars. They're not like A-list celebrities. But they're still so recognizable and there's just so many of them here. And we haven't even gone to all of them because you still have stories from Ned and Indigo and the Jennifers and Chelsea and Walt and and Xavier to draw upon that that we we've only went through the first episode which was a Neek's love story with Zoe um which is the most reliable and that's why they start with it then until he gets drunk (laughs) and then you have Zoe's ex Brett who we then see through an action movie perspective those the reviews for that have been kind of mixed but a lot of people like the scene in which he um confronts yeah that scene in particular where he confronts Xavier no no he confronts him in two scenes but I'm talking about specifically where he just lets the hose loose yeah and you continually hear it throughout the whole conversation and pissing is a on running they have a ton of on running jokes but in another memory someone instead of seeing them just argue at the top of the um balcony they see them pissing (laughs) and that was just having a pissing contest but they were just actually arguing and i love that because it took me a second to realize oh that wasn't what actually happened (laughs) and the same thing with like say when anik gets really drunk and then drinks the flamethrower or the flame what is it no, the flaming jello shot. Oh, yeah. But and then in Jasper's storyline, we figure out that that was actually a candle. To interweave it like that, obviously, you're going to get people from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that, like, Jasper's storyline seems like the cast likes that one the most, or at least Ben Schwartz, the music that they use. I know that Daniel Pemberton... I, I'm surprised he didn't write it. Like, not write the music, but that he wasn't involved in that process because of the amount of times that guy's talked about loving Hamilton. He's he's obsessed with Hamilton. So the idea that they give him that storyline where he gets to sing songs that are complete rip-offs of (laughs) two shots as opposed to one shot. Yeah. Yeah, And then the second song That wasn't his choice? No, no, no. That was pre-written for a different character? Yeah, yeah. I feel like this part was written for him. He even had a Mr. Peanut Butter moment where he's like the best friend to Anik and he walks in and he's like, I'm there for you, man. Oh, hey, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And Anik, it was playing. I I did like the fact that Anik in the third episode, he was probably my favorite character in that because he was always playing the dumb friend. Yes, he gets to actually show off that he's not just the straight guy for the um, entire series. No one is constricted to only playing one type of character because in everybody's memories, they're different. It almost disappointed me a little bit in the first episode that he didn't get too much of a range. He had to kind of stick to yeah. a, a box. He did get the one joke about the Oreo in his hand, which I laughed at. Where he was, where they were showing a picture of him from high school and he was like, oh, I was yeah, hiding an Oreo. Yeah, yeah, when they were showing the photos of them. Yeah, I know. But the third episode, the second song in particular is the one that Ben Schwartz says was the hardest to not only sing, but choreograph. Yes, yeah, sure, or whatever. Yeah, yes, yeah, sure, or whatever. 
because mm-hmm. it was just he said that like the it amount, reminded me of high school musical more than hamilton the amount of time that they had to try and and like do all that choreography just like he said they messed up a lot of times and there was a lot of takes and the dancers weren't like just other dancers brought in for that no they were they were they were the other actors <laughs> in the show yeah, yeah. so those aren't te- those are comedians most of them i don't think have gone to dancing school or anything like that so they all have to learn it just for one episode's one memory scene so yeah, yeah. i get why that would be kind of difficult to do but it came across really funny the thing that i i really like the show but i'm a little worried about the next couple episodes because now that we've kind of gotten the big ones i want you to way, hate the show what no i because i, I wanted to be like the really pro person and then you'd be the really <laughs> negative person and i would just battle well you, you might have it. your chance here because i the rest of the characters it seems except for maybe xavier don't seem like they're going to be able to be as i don't know compelling as this one was because all the other ones are just i disagree dicks. so first of all indigo we've already seen her sort of storyline because she's got a noir film going for her yeah i mean you get like different people but she's also episode. a guest star and a lot of these people are actually guest starring and i guess that might mean they're not in the entire show john early's also a guest star yeah but i feel like they're going to be in the full season they might just be saying guest star because of like the small appearances that they have in it i guess but it feels like everybody's yeah ned's i'm really interested in because he's like the friend to everybody but also sort of like i'm gonna but prank he's everybody a complete dick he's, I, uh, he's not a complete dick he's nice to everyone even when ben schwartz walked out or jasper walked out of the car he's like he's he's friends with everyone I mean, yeah, but he's just—he's just, <laughs> just still a kid. Like he—he's well, pranking everybody. Yeah, I mean, he's drawing. He was the on first person to jump in into the diarrhea game. Oh Not yeah, really. no, yeah. <laughs> the guy's personality is great. Walt's personality. Walt, I will say, yeah, I'm excited for his episode because there's obviously something going on. The fact Maybe that no he never actually even <laughs> went to high school with them. He'll probably have a deranged yeah, storyline of place. like yeah, how this entire night went. Chelsea, um, you know something's up with her. She's probably going to get the next episode, I think. You think so? Episode four? It's going to be eight episodes. They tend to do the cliffhanger on something that... But the cliffhanger in this last episode was that the Jennifer... One of the Jennifers was missing. One, yeah, missing. And they but they just presumed that she was dead. Well, one of, the, one of them says it could have also been the murderer. Like it, No, but they left. just presumed it immediately. They're like, I think there's a second body. And it's like, based on what? She's just not in your immediate proximity. Do you think there's gonna, there, there can't be an episode on, like, the detectives, right? Like, I don't... Culp? Yeah. What's Tiffany Haddish's name in the show? Because they go by everyone so quickly. Her character treated Detective Culp so poorly throughout the first few episodes. I thought that she knew something that he didn't. And then we find out that she's just hiding the fact that Jermaine is supposed to walk in there. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Jermaine's going to be another big yeah, Jermaine. Yeah, no, the, there's no question. Like, they built him up in that one episode when they were talking about him. One of my favorite jokes, though, from Danner is when she's interviewing Ben Schwartz. And it turns out that she wants to hear everyone's story from beginning to end. and like, Except his. Yeah, and Jasper's just the only one that's really excited to tell his story. And she just wants to blow past it the whole if you remember though he wanted to tell his story to distract her while anique was able to play his game to find yeah. out whose writing matches the death note or whatever yeah that he the found. letter that they found and were able to piece together i don't think the letter is written by the murderer well it, i think that's just a false lead like it, at the end of the second episode the twist was oh there's a camera in one of the things right and no, in the yeah. next episode <laughs> instead of having that like be a big plot point it was just at the very beginning Asper was like oh yeah there's a camera right back behind there if you guys want to check it and then that immediately died off within five minutes of the beginning it's just really clever yeah, stupid 
Fiora Cutler did the vocals for the that musical episode. She's worked on La La Land and Lego Movie 2, so it makes sense why she would then work on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Dave Franco made four songs for this show, like actual songs that he's releasing. I know, we listened to some of them. But he has like a full EP coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I like the name of their band from high school, Ska Padium. And then the three dots, did you I like that song because you saw it at the end where Dave Franco's face came into two of the dots yeah. and he did provided the background vocals. And, and like every single time I, I just like how it was shot because of like all the different things. Okay, they we do sound like we're just gushing praising over this T V show. We we should mention like some stuff that Yeah, what what are your cons? I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any. I, I would give this show a nine or ten out of ten. Um, a ten out of ten? I mean, I liked it, but I didn't think it was that good. I I would understand why people wouldn't want to watch. I just want to watch the full thing. I want to see the story. I was immersed in it, and uh, it's a clue. It's game night. It's uh, only murders in the building. Yeah. But it just riddled with jokes, just chock full of them. Fantastic lightning in the bottle type stuff. I, I think. I'll get into the reviews yeah. right now. Well, okay. Well, we'll get into the reviews, but I like the on-running jokes that I mentioned earlier. But some of them that we didn't mention yet are Mr. Shapiro and Heather, like yeah, in everybody's storyline. <laughs> the the ex teacher, or the I guess he's a current teacher with one of the students that people keep walking in on. Uh, Kevin the koala shows up a few times. Also, Brett's change of story, where instead of like wanting to kill them in the first episode, it was just a yeah, teddy the bear. misremembering things. Yeah. Like some people think of something as yeah, that's like the Jello shot thing in the pissing contest. They just get a chance to rewrite the same event, but not change the characters enough where it's like, um, where you feel like you were betrayed. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it's like they rewrite a character, and you're like, well, which version am I supposed to believe? And it's very they essentially keep them the same it's just that brett is more of a good guy than we thought originally and also he is well, just an know. asshole in his own we, right we don't we don't know if he's more a good guy no we we do because it. like a, thinking about it now he didn't actually slam a knife into the the table that didn't happen i think it did no no that was part of the romance storyline going on in anik's head when he explained it later where he bashed his fist again against the table he probably came off way more threatening than he thought he did but it like I mean, it leads you to psychoanalyze the characters in a way more fleshed out way than it would in a movie. That's why I'm glad it's running this long. Uprox is saying it's a delight, but kind of like other things, they're saying that in the end, it really isn't actually doing anything that special. So what? If you just are sitting back and you enjoy comedy specials and you enjoy comedians doing the best that they can, then you are going to love this show. I guarantee it. 100%. There's something you'll find in it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with that. That's like, my stamp of if, approval. If you're, if, if you're like a comedy bang-bang person, because it has the same type of jokes and same types of people from that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm curious how much was pre-written for them walking into a scene and how much of them was just them riffing. Because I could tell some jokes weren't meant to, that, that are perfect weren't meant to originally be in it. Well, Lord said that he was basing this off of Rashomon, which is like a 1950s Japanese film that covers the same type of mystery. Yeah. And they even brought in an NYT crossword writer and magician David Kwong to help to help structure the series to make the to mystery. To make clues and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Dave Shukin, an intellectual property lawyer and puzzle designer. And you can kind of see it because he talks about being an escape room artist and Anik's thing. So you can tell he's also going to be essential in solving this thing. Right. Or, and the twists are going to be there. 
Like even though I'm talking I feel about like how the twists are gonna th- how much stupid stuff there is and all that, like I think that there's actually gonna be legit twists that people are gonna like. See, I think when it comes to the twists, I agree they're going to be there, but they're not going to be as like I feel like they're gonna be like an only, mur- only murder in the mis- in the building. Like, twist, but you didn't like you the kind, ending of it. Well, well, it was just predictable. Like you were able to tell that kind of from the beginning. Incorrect. I don't think, like for example, I don't think anyone killed Dave Franco. I don't think that that happened. You think he killed himself? Possibly. Like he fell? Yeah, or possibly something dumb happened. I don't think that it's actually a murder that took place. We have been, we may have not met the murderer yet, but I think he was murdered. I think something is... Who, who out of all these people do you think is the most mature? Sam Richardson still, probably. <laughs> I mean, Tiffany Haddish definitely isn't. And then John Early is just like crazy like he always is. So even because Sam Richardson has been the only one that's... I think it's probably class. Tiffany Haddish. I mean, it's hard to take Anik's character seriously when he has all that, like, Sharpie stuff on his face. And he still does, even though he washed it off. Which makes sense, because, like, Sharpie wouldn't just go away in one second. It goes without saying that, like, there are Easter eggs in the background and details in every single episode. That's what Full Lord and Yeah, and, and, and I was looking about. for him. And it was funny, too, because when Ben Schwartz was doing his interviews for this thing, I was able to see the background, and it's the same background he had in stage because they filmed it at their actual house. Perfect. So, <laughs> so I, didn't, I didn't recognize that. But the cool thing about high school reunions is that they're usually very boring. So they've taken a topic, which most people would be like, ugh, cringeworthy awkwardness, and they've made it into like, okay, what if we cast a bunch of funny people in it? And then we also add in someone super famous, just a, a huge, like a Bieber famous, they call him, right? Yeah. And then but... he shows up in a freaking helicopter. So this could have easily been night school or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, that didn't get that great. Reviews. That has a bunch of comedians. It's about a very awkward like situation for people. And it got terrible reviews. Yeah. So us. what's different here? I think it's the fact that they got to flesh out those characters and provide right. a better mystery the for us. The fact that it's a TV show, I think, definitely helps it. And also, they shot this in November, I think, of 2020, height of the pandemic. So they were very safe on set. This said. has to be the best pandemic show that I've seen because I had no idea. I feel- and then also Kevin Hart in that night school thing. I don't want to like rip on him too hard, but he was the star of that show or movie. So they made it about him. He had the most jokes. Yeah. It truly is like it's flipping between every character. So you don't, you you don't get tired of anybody. I think that way what you're kind of talking about is like Kevin Hart. He definitely has one brand of comedy. I know he's tried to kind of go into drama with his new show or whatever. We said Jasper and John Early. Sorry. Schwartz and John Early, Sam Richard. They all kind of do the same role each time. Do you think if you don't like someone in this show though, do you think it would detract from it? No, because there's clearly characters you're not supposed to like. Chelsea's not supposed to be a likable character. All she does is show up drunk and angry and, and spill drinks on people so far. And yet, like, she's played off of other people. And the interactions are what makes the show funny. So it doesn't. Yeah. it's not about any specific person so far. Maybe when it gets to her storyline, my opinion will change on that. But I, I, I don't see that as a big issue. Okay. They also wanted to make it like Agatha Christie, Columbo, and like you said, the movie Clue. Ag- Agatha Christie's work, like her yeah, yeah, murder yeah. on the Orient <laughs> Express. Yeah, yeah, and, and the own episode angle was a huge part of the pitch. Um, Miller and Lord said, "Did you know the next Spider Verse movie is going to be two parts?" Yeah, you did. I saw that yesterday because <laughs> I was looking up the li- the latest Spider Man, and then I saw that the new Spider Verse one is coming out twenty twenty two. And then it said part one. Part, yeah, and then part two, 2023. So, yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to be received as well, but um, that has nothing to do with this. Unless Jermaine is played by Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I actually didn't see any casting for Jermaine yet, so they might be keeping that under wraps. Mm-hmm. Toby um, McGuire. 
Lord and Miller, while they were working on this show, also were working on the Clone High Revival. It's going to be two seasons. How long did it take them to make this show? Uh, I think it was a couple months. There was there was no direct like he, from here to here because on Instagram they confirmed that they started filming in November, and then I think by like February they said that they were done. I'm happy they released all these first three together because it, it does feel like you you did see the first part of something. Um, anything else to say about this? Do you have any suspects if he was murdered? Because I know you just said he if probably he wasn't. was murdered. Because Walt is looking pretty sneaky Walt right is now. Spo- Walt is supposed to be looking that way, but I don't think that they would go that uh, cliche with it. I'm thinking it might be Chelsea. That's who I'm going to guess. Nah, that's too, that seems too obvious. And then the only people left would be the Jennifers or Ned. It's definitely not Brett, though. It's definitely not, like, someone who just went up there. Could you imagine how disappointing that would be? Hmm. Maybe if he unintentionally did it or something. Like, Ike Barinholtz, Ike whatever, right? That was the guy from from Blockers, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, But, like, he was playing an old dad in Blockers, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, his age range, he's supposed to be 33 in this, and yet he was supposed to be, like, 50 in that. Yeah, he does that. No, he does it all the time. Like, in the league, he was playing someone younger, and then he was also on the hunt as well, and he, like, always just, like, he changes his age. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for his kid who's stuck in the car. When I absolutely first saw him, I thought for a second that it looked like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I can see that as, like, a Wahlberg-related brother, one of the... Yeah, I was like, oh, who's this? And I was like, wait, it's him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like that does it for the review. I'm looking forward to episode four. Thanks for listening to this one. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.